0: The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman. Dr. Bill is a TV host, New York Times best-selling author, two-time Guinness World Book record holder, fitness guru, celebrity cosmetic dentist, and philanthropist who founded the Leap Foundation. Here's Dr. Bill. Hey, Dr. Bill here. So today's Meet the Mentor is with a fellow dentist, and we'll start that in just a second. Why do we do these Meet the Mentor interviews? Well, here's the thing. LEAP is only once a year, and I don't want to leave students waiting for a year for great content. So every week, we try to interview another professional and give these students kind of a little bit of, well, I would say secrets of the success for some of the people that we're speaking to. Today's guest is really unique, and I'll introduce her in just a second. But just for your information, LEAP will be July 18th to the 24th. We are trying to have a live component to the program. So if UCLA allows us, we'll probably have about 50 to 100 students live, hopefully vaccinated, and we will do it as safe as possible. And it will be at the Denev Auditorium, the very initial auditorium we used. If not, it'll be all virtual. So I'm hoping I can see your bright, shining faces. Go ahead and sign up at www.leapfoundation.com. And, you know, why do we do this? Because I don't want you guys to have to wait a whole year to get more content. And we've interviewed amazing people. Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins, Jason Alexander, Michael Strahan, Paula Abdul, uh, Pentatonix, Tracy Bregman. um, Chris Boss, uh, Apollo Ono, I mean, on and on and on and on. And today, we have somebody who is a very near and dear friend of mine. Um, she is a dentist, originally from uh, Nigeria. Dr. Tijamande, St. Matthew Daniels, she has a long name, runs a very successful and growing dental office in Orlando, Florida. She did attend high school and dental school in Nigeria, then moved to the US right around 2000, graduated from University of Pennsylvania School of Dental Medicine, where she'll talk to you about how as a foreign dentist, she actually had to redo dental school. Um, In addition, she attended the Senton Hall University Advanced General Dentistry Residency, the Misch Implant Institute, the Caribbean Institute of Oral and Maxillofacial Implantology and Surgery in Jamaica, and Cosmetic Dentistry at the Nash Institute in North Carolina. Her practice is all about beautiful smiles and has been in operation since 2007. It is with great pleasure that I introduce you to my friend.
1: Hello, how are you? Hello. I'm great. I'm so happy to be with you. I'm honored to be with you, Dr. Duffman. (laughs) Well, let's dive right into this. So
0: you grew up in Nigeria and said, America, here I come. And you get to the U.S. and what a lot of people don't know is that as a foreign dentist, you have to do what? Oh, yeah. You have to go back to school. So you're actually a dentist and you have to go through
1: the whole dental school again. What was that like? That's right. Well, you know, I, I like to see the silver lining. So, um, fortunately, I didn't have to do all of the four years. Um, I had to do a pre-exam, and then I had to do just the two years, but that was enough of a bummer. And Um, dentistry in Nigeria is, I mean, we were very fortunate to have some great lecturers, but we didn't have a lot of hands-on. So when I came here, it was almost like learning, relearning, unlearning, right? Um, and it was tedious, uh, to start with getting into school. I was just focused on one school. You know, I found out the best program for, you know, they call this advanced standing program. When you're a foreign trained dentist and you have to come here. Um, and I found out the school that had the best program at the time. I don't know if that's still the case. And it was University of Pennsylvania. So I had my eyes set on that. And I did something I will not advise any other person to do. I put all my eggs in one basket. I said, you pen it is and i interviewed there and i thought i aced the interview but i wasn't um accepted and i was put on the wait list i and i remember the day i got that and i was kind of like heartbroken but not totally in pieces some part of me still thought you know what i'm gonna get it and fortunately i was called off the wait list. And so after you finished dental school, how did you end up in Florida? Well, uh, it was simple. I was looking for warm weather. That's it. Okay. (laughs) Now, you have a
0: very successful and unique dental practice. Why don't you tell us what makes your practice A, so successful, and B, so unique? Or B, and then A, whichever you think is more important.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, fortunately, as a lot of your audience know already, um, I have always been tuned tuned into the fact that everybody in life needs at least two coaches, at least one mentor, and a mastermind. And uh, that is something that I have been very fortunate in having, and you know, as they say, success leaves clues, right? And I was very fortunate to get this element in from the beginning Um, and, um, you know, just really watching what some people that I aspire to be like, like yourself, right? You want me to tell our viewers about our story?
0: Yeah. I I mean,
1: yeah, go ahead and share it. Yeah. You know, so I heard you on a podcast and I was like, I looked you up and you had such a prolific, like, um, rap shit. shit. And um, I remember thinking, wow, I want to know him. I want to know what he did. And I remember I called your office and there were so many gatekeepers. And finally, when I got to you, I guess you get this kind of request often and you kind of give me a blow off. You were like, well, if you want to see me, then come to L.A. And I was like, "Okay, I'll be there next week. And the following week, I was there. That's true. Absolutely. So so bottom line, I think the um, the main ingredient for my singing success is really connecting, really being clear on what it is I want, which is, you know, um, I've always wanted an experiential um, visit to the dentist for my patients and looked to people that were doing things different and then just seeing what they were doing, um, bringing it home and what resonated with me I took and ran with it, and what didn't resonate with me, I left on the table.
0: I mean, at LEAP, we say it simply, copy genius, and I did the exact same thing. When I opened my practice in Beverly Hills, the last thing they needed was another cosmetic dentist. I went and observed the five most you know, successful cosmetic dentists, and I copied the things that I felt were you know were helping make them successful and ignored the things I didn't like. And you know, and you've been a master at doing that. And so now you have an incredibly successful practice in Florida. I mean more successful than 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 most people in all of the state of Florida. What do you think it was that really set your practice apart in this experiential episode that you've created?
1: Well, for one, um, really knowing that I, like my um, particular brand of genius is that I'm a connector, right? And so recognizing that strength and, you know, just going about playing to the five senses of my uh, patients to really make it a delightful dental experience. I call my practice the on dental experience, you know, so creating a departure of what people have come to um, know as a visit to the dentist uh, from what they see, you know, the practice is not set up like a typical office. Uh, Let's
0: talk about each of those things though. Uh, So what do they see?
1: Well, what they see when they walk in is you're coming into a friend's living room. So it's not a sterile kind of atmosphere. You know, uh, we've had to like reel in some things during COVID, but still it's a very relaxing atmosphere because, um, you know, a lot of our patients that come in to see us have, they kind of like, even if they're not anxious, the minute they step in, there's just a tinge of anxiety, uh, which is, you know, human nature. So my aim is for them to dissociate from what they've come to expect at a dentist. Um, So when you step in, very calming colors, I love talk voice, Um, it's, it's very loungy, right? um i have someone at the desk and there are no phones when you come in and i have that person the person's title is director of wow so his main goal is to help whoever comes in feel very at ease at home um introduce himself um ask them to help themselves to the amenities you know, we have relaxing things. We have on mandala uh, coloring books. We have uh, the Zen garden, you know, um, that they can just relax to. We have on the screen, pretty much what you have behind you, you know, beach scenes, very soothing scenes. The music playing is very soothing. Uh, we have a water fountain feature. Uh, the, the light is nice and dim and, you know, all those elements to really um, help the mind, which I often re- refer to as a monkey, you know, help it to really calm down. And, you know, even if it at, at first it's tricking it into not thinking it's at a dentist, you know, helping it to relax so that uh, the patient Starts to Stacks their experience from that. Yeah. So I go from what they see, what they smell. Um, so now, again, because of COVID, um, I used to have a proprietary um, diffuser in my office. It's an uh, industrial strength, the same that you see at Ritz Carton or the Four Seasons or the Hyatt. Um, it was um, white tea and thyme and um, very fresh, very invigorating, very relaxing. But um, ever since COVID, I installed some operatory room uh, air filtration systems and it just took out all that smell. So we don't have it anymore.
0: <laughs> you know. I understand, I understand. But what, what kind of dentistry do you really focus on? I know you're a cosmetic dentist, but How did you really like kind of make a name for yourself in that market? Because it's so incredibly competitive, especially in Florida, where you live.
1: Absolutely. So I started off as a cosmetic dentist. And then I found out that I am really gifted in surgery. So I delved deep into implant dentistry. You know, I went to MISH training. I found out the best of the best. And it was MISH. He's ever since passed. And I took everything he had to offer. And I went to the Caribbean uh, to practice and came back and started practicing. So I find that I really love surgery. I do some cosmetic cases, but a lot more implant. Yeah, implants, placing implants, a single implant, for instance, it takes me much less time than um, placing a filling, for instance. You know, it's really become such an amazing uh, thing that I love to do, you know. And especially when I'm, you know, when I'm doing a full mile reconstruction, it's, um, wow, it's so life-changing for the patients and myself. Yeah, so I'm more into implants.
0: What would you say is your greatest strength, like your secret power?
1: Well, I I kind of alluded to that. It's that I'm a connector. And and what does that
0: mean exactly that you're a connector?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, it's something that I used to do ever since I was a kid. Which is, you know, um, people have a need out there. And, you know, I happen to be very resourceful and I connect people to whatever resource it is. So now that I'm a dentist or when I'm outside the office, you know, um, I find that I really help people connect to whatever resources will help them be more. Do more, have more, you know, and it comes so easy to me that um, at first I didn't know it was a superpower until I did some training. And so I really, you know, honed in on it. And yeah, that's essentially what it is. And I love it. It comes so easy. Well, I'm in the dentist chair. I'm connecting my patients to services that will help them smile more confidently, chew more comfortably and kiss passionately. Um, When I'm outside with my, when I'm at home with my kids, you know, I'm connecting them to resources that will help them be more, do more, have more. When I'm with friends, you know, I'm always doing that. And I, I looked back once and I was like, wow, I didn't even know there was a name for something like that. And, you know, oftentimes what comes so easily to you, you you might not see it as a strength until it's pointed out to you. And yeah, that is my strength.
0: How, how old are your kids now?
1: They're 11 and 12.
0: Oh, yeah. wow. Yes. So you have your plate full.
1: I do. Actually, I like to see it as, wow, very interesting um, personal growth times. Yeah, Yeah. because they're they're definitely awesome teachers.
0: Well, it must have been really challenging, too, having to be home and homeschooling kids and trying to work and, and, and. That's a big challenge.
1: Well... um, I hear hear that. Um, Fortunately, we've always had um, a tutor. And so that was really helpful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what's next? I mean, you've conquered dentistry. You have this amazing, successful practice. What's next on your to-do list?
1: Well, what's next on my to-do list is something that chose me. Um, I didn't choose it because if you had asked me this question about five years ago, I would have given you an answer along the lines of, you know, helping other female dentists have a successful practice and all of that sexy kind of jive. Um, Now, what is next for me is that I have been given an amazing uh, life gift that was um, a beautiful gift that was initially wrapped up in heartache and um, i'm so thankful that i had the courage to unpack it Uh, i had the courage to do my work and continue to do my inner work and now i'm clearer than ever that i'm meant to be part of the solution that helps heal Generational patterns, uh, starting with myself, starting with my kids, and then you know, anyone else in the world that, you know, wants that kind of help. Um, because I found out with myself that um, I had made some life decisions that were guided by, you know, what I knew, how I was uh, conditioned. Be it by my own self narratives or what I saw growing up, and um, I, I realized looking back that you know back then i didn't I didn't know I was enough I didn't trust myself um, and I, I I made some life decisions from that space, and now what's next for me? in my life phase now is, you know, to help others that are looking to do that work to um, perhaps help them break um, some generational patterns to help them um, create their own empowering narratives so that they can be all that they've been uh, called to be Um, do all that they want to do so that they can have all that they want in life, whatever that means for them. So that's what's next for me.
0: All right. Well, listen, I wish you luck with that. That sounds like an amazing mission and a monumental task. Yes. (laughs) Starting with
1: myself.
0: And I'm sure that like me, when COVID you know, opens up. If there are any dentists you want to come and visit your practice, you would be happy to host them just like I did you when you came to my practice.
1: Absolutely. I have to always pay for it because yeah. we're blessed to be a blessing, right?
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us and stay well. And next time I see you, I hope it will be in Florida.
1: Yes. You know what? You do owe me a visit. It's I do. Over and here. I
0: was... Trust me, I would love to travel.
1: All right. Excellent. Hey, Dr. Bill.
0: Thank you, and we're Thanks out. Thanks so much, too. To learn more about the Leap Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash leapfoundation or on Instagram at leapfoundation. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-sweetradio.com.